0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign
1: up now at chumbacasino.com
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio. Featuring A Course in Miracles. Dream Interpretations guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past
1: lives, the chakras, and more.
0: We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer.
2: Well, hello everyone. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to tune in to Spiritual Insights. I am Charlotte Spicer and I am very excited about our guest today because he will help us move along in our journeys with respect to getting life right. We've all heard the adage, life is 10% of what happens to us and 90% of how we react to it. But how do we transform those reactions into positive motivations to make the changes we need to find fulfillment? David A. Dunn has taken this perspective and put his, all of his thoughts together, all of his experience and wisdom all together in one easy-to-read manual that will help you accomplish things such as form better thoughts and decisions, end the pressure and the guesswork, explain your future, take charge of your thought habits, choose thoughts that will lead you, and shed anxiety and boost your creativity. So if you want to change your life, as we all know, you must first change your mind. And Mr. Dunn will illustrate his perspective on how simple it can be to access your untapped potential. Welcome to the show, David. It's so lovely to have you with us today.
1: It's a treat to be
2: here. I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I read your book cover to cover. And like I always do, I took a lot of notes and I have a lot of things to cover. But I have to say, I, I really love the book and I loved how clear and concise it is and how it offers so many reminders on how we can shape our lives with our thinking. Um, you also, in addition to what you share with the audience, you also offer ways for self-assessment and ways to assess what's going right or wrong in your life, and interactive exercises are included so that we can do that. And in addition, you give so much freely here. You've also made free downloads available at the website, getlifewright.com, where people can download excerpts and so many other things. You can interact, and you've also included some things that are not even covered in the book. But just in, an aside, I also like the way It was put together. The cover and the interior design make it so easy because that is a lot of information. But it's formatted in such a way that's easy to digest. So kudos to GaryZDesign.com for doing the design on your book. And so I'd just like to start at this place. Um, We've all heard that thoughts create. And the primary focus of your book is to provide helpful tips to change our thinking so that we can project the appropriate thought forms to create meaningful change in our lives and discover a purpose. How did writing the book, David, support you in what you believe to be your purpose?
1: I started it out, um, uh, I was blessed with uh, reading five books when I was about 18 years old, and they gave me direction, and I went out and, and made a fortune and uh, retired 20 years ago. And since then, I... I, my purpose has been to do what God, what I thought God wanted me to do. And so I started teaching in prisons and manning a suicide hotline and teaching at halfway houses and things of that sort, and I taught self-help classes. And because the average uh, reading skill of a person in prison is third grade, I, I wrote all the lessons so that uh, anybody that could read at a third grade, grade level could read them. Or understand them and included in the things that I knew and I experienced are all the absolute best ideas of the best self-help people uh, uh, in the media today and and, uh, over history so um, I tried to make the book be the only self-help book that you need Um, uh, not that I don't recommend that you read lots of others but if you only could read one this was intended to be it
2: okay Well, you cover such topics in the book as taking charge of thought habits, setting goals, getting the most out of our attributes, whatever we have at our disposal for our success, shedding notions of suicide, and as you said, you worked on a suicide prevention hotline, and I think that's a very important topic to include, finding the most satisfactory work, and how to attract people to you. You go into so many great things, relationship tools, and even excellent dating advice. How long did it take you to put all of this together in such a clear format?
1: Uh, it took um, ten years. <laughs> it's almost uh, uh, it's almost embarrassing to say that. Uh, but um, uh, being dyslexic, you you uh, and I've, I've had a poor memory, so um, you you end up doing things over and over and over again. Now that's the bad news. But in the good the good news is that. You, um, you have time to think about things and you're, you, you, we all have lots and lots and lots of ideas in our head and, but they're not organized properly we can't draw them up as we need them or in the, in, the, in the sequence where we need them and so by letting these things stew for a while and writing the same areas over in different ways when you blend them together you end up covering the subject pretty thoroughly
2: yes, I would imagine so well, you put it together in a series format series A through H with a breakdown of specific topics under each heading it seems to me it would be beneficial for readers to sit with one of the series for a longer period of time if they needed specific help in that area mm-hmm. rather than race through the whole book what approach to the information and application of the ideas that you present do you recommend to the
3: readers
1: the, the first chapter is perhaps the most important because it gets you oriented in uh to the realm of thinking now most of us think automatically we never think about how well we're thinking and and that it, it, which means like we're not competing if if we went at our ability uh, to think as a competition we would do a lot better job with our lives um, so the um,
2: in terms the, the, the next strategy. thing
1: is to calm down our thinking. We, we okay. all are pushing ourselves to, to do things. And as a result, we, we, we try to deliver an explanation to ourselves, to other people, um, uh, hurriedly. And so we, we in essence, we, we develop anxiety about delivering the information and being everything that everybody wants us to be. And, and so we don't really take the time. We don't honor ourselves enough to take the time to think things through. So calming down uh, is uh, one of the most important ideas. There's plenty of
0: others. Yes, um, and
2: that, that strikes a chord for me because I've always felt that um, your capacity for learning is directly tied to your level of relaxation. In other words, when when we were all in school, I think we can all remember a time where we're trying to study and absorb material, and if we weren't getting it, we became more and more frustrated, and eventually Mm -hmm. we slammed that book shut out of complete frustration, and you're really not going to get it because now your mind is closed, and you're at your maximum level of stress. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Okay.
1: So um, thinking is the most important thing um, we become what we think about the world is racing ahead of us trying to make the world as we describe it to ourselves mm-hmm. and that's the good news the bad news is that as we are describing it to ourselves we're also putting boundaries on ourselves and so we be- it's like a a container that we can't escape with that and so unless we're mentally flexible and open to new ideas and growing our container more or less confines us uh, all through our life. And those thoughts which confine us also grow. They, they grow in confinement. So um, in, in order to get the most out of your time and talents, you've got to be open and uh, uh, enthusiastic about uh, thinking. And uh, um, and I, uh, there's a, a thing called a Peter Principle, and that is... Uh, where we should all work at the level of our our uh, incompetence see the more we push the level of our incompetence the more we break through it um it we because we don't really know what that level of incompetence is and the more we flirt with it the more we find well geez I could break through that so as soon as you get through that then all of a sudden you find well you can break through the next one and so um uh, you should the more you you live uh, near your level of incompetency. that's a point you you want to be you want to live in the competency area, but flirt with the edge of it. So anyway, mm. that's one of my more fun uh, theories.
2: I, I was just thinking of the word edge because um in in let's say the yogic circle, we talk about comfort zones and and getting to your edge. and mm-hmm. in response to what you said about you know working at the level of your own incompetence, meaning, with the things you're not particularly good at or skills that you haven't honed, muscles you haven't yet strengthened. But then that, mm-hmm. that, that begs the um, idea that practice makes perfect. And the more you face your fear, because anything that we're not good at, we're going to be afraid of it. But the more we face that fear and touch it and see that it, it doesn't hurt to slowly build that skill, then the yeah. next thing you know, you, you turn around and find out, hey, I'm pretty good at this. Don't you think?
1: yeah absolutely you you shine your your light of curiosity into the darkness and uh, you, uh the darkness goes away uh, and that you just it, and it's progressive uh right. one of my other more favorite thoughts is that as we approach what we think is a level of our capability it expands uh, our abilities and our opportunities expand ahead of us like the horizon and so the more you push the more you get
2: toward getting. What your goal might be, you
1: mean? Or the more you get, the more opportunities you get.
2: Absolutely.
1: Because you see them, you're you're looking, you're concentrating on going, move, your movement forward. Okay. And as you as you uh, slay one dragon after the next, uh, your skills uh, improve. So right. Um, what, what, uh, we, we probably are all capable of far more than we ever can imagine. Uh, right. And the only way we can achieve our full potential is use 100% of our energy and imagination 100% of the time, and uh, and, and have the best plan
3: for life. Right.
2: And what you're basically what you're saying is, um, as we we teach this often on the show, belief leads to seeing. That then lends to perception, and that's when mm-hmm. we really have that full vision and become aware and we can see where the opportunities are and what will help spur us along in meeting whatever goals we've set.
1: Um, Actually, you could compare your vision of the future and what's in store for you and what you can do as a horizon. Okay. So everybody has a horizon that they're approaching, but uh, some horizons are a lot more fun than the others. Go ahead. Visualizing the, the, the more you're going to achieve.
2: I expect on your lines. It happens, because we can't see each other. (laughs) With regard to potential, there are some things I see as potential in me. There are some things I don't. I'll never be a mathematician. So Mm -hmm. I I make sure that I'm good at math, but I certainly don't run toward it and excel, and I'm never going to be a mathematician. But with regard to potential, on the the lighter side of things, I wanted to ask, when, when you said potential a few minutes ago, have you seen that commercial? on television, and Pinocchio is giving a motivational speech to this crowd.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and he's up there, and he's got his arms wide, and he's like, oh, I see his potential. And he's looking at all these different people, and as he's saying it and talking about their great potential, his nose is growing, so he's obviously lying. But I do believe that we, we have potential, <laughs> and I know it's so funny. You, mm-hmm. I believe we all have potential. Do you really feel that there is great potential in each of us?
1: Well, um, absolutely. Uh, There's uh, so many thoughts kind of trying to get out of my head all at one time. I'm going to uh, read a a short little poem uh, uh, having to do with potential. Um, If God expected excellence, he completely missed the boat. That isn't how he wired me. My performance is a joke. Struggling is my specialty. My skills, they just aren't there. I cannot finish anything. I haven't got a prayer. What I'm not is really God, whose presence in my lacking, an opportunity for you to give. I hope He likes my acting. Mm. Uh, we are Pardon. all um, uh, working we are, God is in all of us. We're all angels to somebody else. And we may not achieve what we are hoping to achieve, but we may but if we look at uh, achieving what we were sent here to achieve. Then there's no point at which you cannot have value in your life. You may not have found the person yet you may have found the person and already helped them. You may not know, but um, the way I look at the book um, the three of the first people that read the book, their lives were turned around one hundred mm. and eighty uh, degrees and when I saw how completely and suddenly their lives changed, I was hooked i uh, how could I possibly um, uh, rest as long as I can help people so easily? So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's how our, our potential happens to us. We we so we take off in a direction which is satisfying to us, where we can use our skill set well, and um, and that is what we're supposed to do. And the more we do it, uh, the more good we accomplish in our life. So.
2: Well, I love the poem, and I recognize it from your website. I thought your poetry was um, quite to the point and and had a lyric to it. Very nice poetry. Thank you. But as far as potential and purpose and what God sent us here to do, do you feel that each of us is here to serve in some capacity, and that really connects us to our purpose or our function in this lifetime?
1: Well, of course, uh, and I'm, I'm maybe a, a more of a staunch believer in, in that. Uh, the, but a parent is looking for three things from their children: they want to be close, they want their children to do uh, make good with the things that they've been given, and um, and they 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 want them to kind of follow what they've been taught. So. What God wants from us are those same things. They, he wants us to give Him a return on His investment in us. So we, we, we want us to use our, our talents uh, effectively. And um, so I, I, I think that even though people will say, "Well, you can't work your way into heaven," I find that kind of annoying because uh, if you if you make the work that you do uh, your thank you to God for your turn at bat. Um, then, then you're not trying to work your way into heaven, uh, but you are trying to give God a good return, just like you would want your, to, to give your parents a good return if they put you into college and that sort of stuff.
2: Absolutely. I agree with that. Tell you what, why don't we take a, a quick break, go to commercial, and when we come back, we have Ms. Keisha on the line who has a question for you. So I'd like to hear okay. her thoughts, and then we'll talk about okay. the book, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. All right. We'll be right back right after these messages, ladies and gentlemen.
0: The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland, spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? One in 800,000. The odds of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 88. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn more at AutismSpeaks.org/signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ed Council. Explore new areas of interest, expand your knowledge, and gain clarity about your life's purpose at the
1: Ocala Intercenter, Center. Affectionately known as OIC, the Ocala Intercenter, Center, just two blocks south of Town Square, offers workshops, classes, healing meditations, and special events
0: for the Ocala, Gainesville, and Central Florida spiritual community. Check out our calendar of events at OcalaIntercenter.com. And if you're looking for a place for your next workshop or seminar, go to ocalainnercenter.com and give Jean a call.
2: Hello, everyone. We're back. And if you're just tuning in, we are here with Mr. David A. Dunn, author of Get Life Right, 10-Minute Reads, Your Companion for Personal Growth, Prosperity, and Fulfillment. So, David, I want to bring yeah. Ms. Keisha on. She has a question for you, okay? Okay. Okay. Hi, Ms. Keisha. Hello. What was
3: your question for okay. David? Dan. Um. Well. Um. Well, I thought this was a psychic reading type of thing. But um, how, how hard would it be to like actually, like remove a block or an anxiety block off a uh, off of something that you know a person might have been doing good as a child, but now for whatever reason um, is running can't even. Begin to do that task or that that one um, thing they used to do so good. You know, is it is it fairly easy or would it be like really hard or something to to remove that? You
1: yes, mm-hmm. the the key is to um, love yourself the way you are
0: mm-hmm. and
1: recognize that this the pressure on you is self inflicted. And so, as soon as when you let up on yourself, uh, it'll it'll free you up. The the anxiety is like a uh, gives you a paralysis. Mm-hmm. And um, one other thing you might do is to separate yourself from the problem. In other words, if you're bearing down on it constantly, if you, the the more you get removed from it and go back to it, you'd see it with fresh eyes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Can you give us any more clues?
3: Um, any more clues? Yeah, I
1: mean, um, any more. Like,
3: um, no, because I'm really talking about math, because you guys are talking about math. you talked about a whole lot of things that I was actually, um, have been working on. And so hopefully that, um, because I know I used to be good at it, and for some reason, whatever happened, I just have this, this block in my head, and I can't think outside so now at this point i think i'm like a total left brain retard at this point <laughs> brain, for whatever reason so um, I, I, um so i'm working towards it and i'm hoping that i can get myself back because i do i i really want to go back and kind of um go back to school and study physics go back into the uh until the math end of things Because mm-hmm. I really do think that I have the capacity to be a scientist But, mm-hmm. you know, if I can't even do a simple math problem Then I can't do it But that would be such a, such a you know, a kill on my dreams Because I, I really do have, you know I really do want to be like in the the, the science part of, you know, of career Um you know what I'm saying, so that's how, uh, that's where I'm coming from with that
1: question. You're probably stepping on the brake and the gas at the same time. You want it, but the, the, you have to de-depressurize yourself. Just, just, uh, just kind of let go, and then take okay. up the subject again uh, in a more relaxed tone.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. Keisha. Honestly, yeah. I've read this book cover to cover. I read every book I talk about, and I, I wouldn't talk about something I didn't intimately understand. And this really opened my eyes to things that we kind of are aware of, but it really brought it mm-hmm. to the forefront. Get this book, follow the steps, mm-hmm. and if this doesn't do it for you, honey, I'll give you a free reading. How's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's
3: the name of so, the book again? It's David it's, Dunn
2: david dunn
3: right,
2: uh-huh. and it's get life right 10 minute reads it's available on amazon barnes and noble you can go to get and read excerpts and
0: okay. there's so much
2: there he made it so that we can interact even after using the tools in the book so mm-hmm. that we can share with each other really great stuff so if you want to continue to listen i'll put you on hold
3: okay yes yeah, I will. I'll, I'll, yeah.
1: uh, I'll send you a book or give you a free download a for, for uh, talking to the show I really appreciate you I can pay for it too okay
3: <laughs> okay well
1: um i <laughs> will send you two um two books because we have a um place it forward thing. What we found oh. is there's a a, a million ma- majority of people would never pick up a self help book, and what we're we're doing now is we're placing them in lobbies of hospitals and hotels and subways and things of that sort, and right. um, so oh, if you buy a book through our website, that, then we give uh-huh. you one free just to leave somewhere for somebody else to find, because okay. what, we ha- what we find is people in doctor's offices and stuff like that pick them up, and yeah. then we have a little note in there that says if you leave this, it'll help other people, but if you buy a book, you'll get an extra one free, and then they buy a book and leave one for somebody else and we're trying to pay it forward and start a little bit of a prairie fire going here.
3: Okay. That's All right. Brilliant.
1: So you could be one of our first customers. Okay. So make sure I have your email address or something so I can get uh get in touch with you. Mm-hmm.
3: What you right, can so do is
1: go to my website and sign up and just mention your show. It's just, oh, just uh Okay.
3: Um, Let's get a life. Get life straight. I mean, get life right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dot com. There you go. Okay. Right. Okay. And, and cool.
1: Any of your other listeners can do that too. The pro the program is in the, uh, completely ready to roll because we are putting um, stickers in there, uh, reminders so that when a person picks up a book, they take a reminder to buy one of their own uh, and and leave the book. So, okay.
2: Okay. So that's getliferight.com, although getalife.com might be interesting. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, right. F-I-C <laughs> also, you got one of those books? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, thank you so much for calling in and, and for tuning in, sweetheart. Oh, no problem. I'll put you on hold, and um, so you, you get in touch with Dave and he'll hook you
3: up, okay? Okay, sounds good. Awesome.
2: David, that's hilarious because I was sitting here saying I'll never be a mathematician and she wants to study math. Isn't that great? I thought that was precious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is a brilliant plan to have people buy one and you send an extra for them to leave at random places. And the soul that needs that book will find it. I think it's
1: beautiful. Absolutely. We're we're leaving it up to God. Now, if a person worked in a hospital... And, and they could put lots and lots of books out, and so if they if they really want to sign up and be part of the program, we'll send them uh, quantities of books our, our plan is to give away maybe a couple hundred thousand books and and maybe change a million lives that's uh
3: that's what wow. I'm talking about
2: okay. well wow. that's a that's a pretty lofty goal there, and so let's oh. dig into the book and talk about goals and um, all this unbelievable information you put in here and organize it in such a way that it's so easy to apply. So in the book you state uh I want to start here, you had a number of challenges to overcome and earlier you mentioned dyslexia, which I know is very, very difficult to work with, especially with schoolwork and um running a business or whatever you're doing. So mm-hmm. in addition to the dyslexia, what other challenges have you had to overcome and how did you turn your weaknesses into advantages?
1: Well I, I um I started school the youngest person in my class and I just happened to get into a small class of overachievers so my my uh, my self-image was was whacked at, at an early age and and every year I got better and better and better until I finally caught up with my contemporaries uh, so that was a, a struggle um, but uh, my contemporaries um, Probably I've had a more exciting life. I, I, I retired younger and I had more adventure and all that sort of stuff. So I, I'm not feeling too bad for myself. Uh, the anxiety uh, I could I went for years where I couldn't tell whether I was hungry or or uh, uh, anxious. I mean they both had kind of the same messages to me, and so I took up exercising. And uh, so as a result, I'm. Uh, at 75, I'm still uh, uh, mountain biking all over the country. I'm doing all sorts of uh, physical things, and uh, so when you compensate for things that you aren't, uh, or you, 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 things about yourself that are a problem, you often get dividends. The book is a dividend because I, uh, if I had stayed in real estate, I would have only made more millions of dollars, and 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 that that it becomes unsatisfactory over time. and so the teaching was very satisfying and so if if i can if i can do as much good with the book as i hope i can then i'll be i'll by far have more success with what i wasn't than what i was what Mm -hmm. i wasn't the book was written because i had empathy for the people that were struggling just like me that's why we have the the third series in the book is about how to empower yourself, how to learn to truly love yourself and get the most out of, out of what you might think is a bad hand. Mm.
2: Yes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that section. It's entitled, Learn, Love, and Get the Most Out of Your Attributes, and you have quite a number of subtopics. Wow. I kind of want to just go in, in kind of like a front-to-back Format. you begin on the topic yeah. of reaction which is a huge topic because as you say in the beginning it's 10% what happens 90 is our reaction and I want everybody yeah. under to understand how the reaction is creating more of the same
1: that that is uh, so fascinating the way you, you phrase that um, often uh, the way you react to a problem creates more of a problem than the original problem uh, so if you have, uh, for example, I believe that if you, if you demonstrate that you're mad, you're indulging yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, you, you're allowing yourself to beat up the other person with your anger. So the more you react to people calmly and, and the more you give them the, uh, the part of the argument that is important to them or that you can live with in advance before you give them your arguments, the more likely you are to win them over and defuse them. So your reaction should always be one of diffusing the other person, and then, uh, and then you can have a gentlemanly you know, interchange.
2: Yes, so to speak. Yes. I like that. Well, in, in the beginning, you define what you call, quote-unquote, explanations as yes. the thoughts we consider and the ones we choose to go forward with. How does this become a line of programming for our future, David?
1: Well, everything that we think, even even in everything that we allow into our brain, even if it's momentarily, it affects us. And, and what we choose becomes a line of programming. We become what we think. Now, Everything that we choose is uh, usually based on a thought habit. Oh, this is what I always think when the, I'm faced with these circumstances, and so that which we already think tends to tends to get dug in and uh, uh, so um, the part of dyslexia is you 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 uh, lose your you get several thoughts coming at you at one time, and you can't choose mm-hmm. between them, and then you end up losing all three at the same time. Oh, so, no.
2: <laughs> Take your no, time. No. I want to hear all three.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, you're fine. You're fine, really. Okay, but I, I lost the topic.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was asking oh. how you said, you know, what everything you allow into your brain um, oh. it has an impact, and okay. I had asked you how the programming for a future okay
1: okay so wisdom is the ability to differentiate between things that are close and so when you fly by the seat of your pants uh you, you don't compare your th- the first thought that comes into your mind to anything else and if you if you go to your thought habits uh, a, a thought a- area that your brain is delegated you you get more of the same so you have to pause long enough to consider more alternatives and <clears throat> once again the more you're in a hurry the more uh, that's an enemy to you because you're still choosing between queen less than all the available uh, possibilities Um I counseled a, a, a friend who was having problems uh, in, in, with his wife and uh, they thought they had tried everything to solve their problem And I I Googled the problem and got twelve million possibilities, most of which they hadn't tried. So we all think we've thought the subject through and in reality we haven't even scratched the surface. So if you if you want to be if you want to compete in the world, in other words you want to get the top performance out of your ability to think, you have to do research. You have to not you have to look further look behind things look under things and that's one of the uh, other attributes of uh, anorexia actually uh, not anorexia but uh, autism and dyslexia because it's like you have a bad filing program for information and so you okay. have to go looking in different ways you don't you can't go into the library and pull out the card for that book so right. in the process you you're slow to learn what you end up with is creativity because see in my case i i always i can't assume that i'm right and so therefore i'm always willing to be wrong and if i'm willing to be wrong i'm open to new information and so as soon as you allow yourself that time to think better you become smarter all you have to do is decide to be smarter and you will become smarter immediately you don't have to do anything you don't have to read a book just decide to be smarter mm.
2: That, that's so true to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I know, I know an idea that might be on a lot of people's minds. We're talking about making our life better, setting goals, and finding our life purpose. And I know that we all have a lot of ideas. We have um, things that we, we're kind of drawn to that we would like to do, but we're not sure if that's what we want to do for a living. For instance, if we like to cook or if we like mm-hmm. to sew. Is that a mm-hmm. hobby or do I make a career out of this? In In your words, how do we know which of the ideas that we have are the ones we're meant to pursue?
1: Well, uh, one of the barometers is fun. Um, um, The the things that we were intended to do, we get better at. And the things that we we don't, those those things that we struggle with, uh, uh, we might learn to overcome them. I've learned to overcome... um, my inability to spell and things like that, mainly because I hired people to, to uh, edit my work. Um, okay. But um, you just listen. Uh, it's a matter of being sensitive to yourself and, and uh, be aware that what you're choosing between is still uh, very few of the possibilities. Uh, one of the things I always tell people is to go to, down to the bookstore and uh, go to the magazine section and uh, and spend an hour or two, and and pick three books. And what you come home with is probably something that what you what you should do with for a living. Uh, there's something in there. If it's a book on mag on on uh, custom cars, you should maybe go to work for a car shop. So mm-hmm. so um, if you start out to be a um, um, an embroiderer you don't know where that's going to take you but as long as you like it that will that will pull pull you toward it the, the 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 key in life is to have visualize what you want what you like and have that vision pull you toward it rather than you pushing that rock uphill the mm. a visualization will will give you the motivation it takes to get whatever you whatever you're after Uh, Whereas when you say, geez, how do I get myself to do this? You've you've almost lost the battle right off the bat. It it becomes a chore, and as soon as it's become a chore, it's something to be avoided.
2: Yes, and it sounds like you've allowed fear to enter.
1: Because because (laughs) you said, how am
2: I going to do this? Which means if you turn that upside down, I think this is impossible. Mm -hmm. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. uh, but fear of- is, is, is uh, your friend. Fear keeps you on the edge of your, of, of your capabilities. And, and a lot of times um, you break through those capabilities. Uh, they're, they're, it's imaginary. And, and once you break through them, it, it, that, that gives you the new horizon to go for. So, okay.
2: So, go. so you can take fear and turn it from an enemy to an ally by allowing it to fuel your desire. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. You have to be, you have to be sensitive. Uh, uh, you know, you can't live between reckless fear and, and fear of the unknown.
2: Sure. Okay. And earlier today you said something to me that I found very interesting. You had mentioned a tuning fork and about what we resonate with and the tones that are heard and not heard. Mm-hmm. Could you reiterate that idea? Because I really, I really think the listeners could resonate to that
1: okay uh, uh, cute use of words um, okay we we have we've all been given a certain set a number of cards and and some of our cards are hopefully are high and some are low but in reality you don't know whether they're high whether the good ones or bad ones uh, everybody thinks the high numbers face cards and so forth aces are are, are what to, what to have but that isn't necessarily where happiness is um, so if you if you know how they tune a piano with a tuning fork, and they can they can have a fork for every tune that they want, and as soon as you hit that tune, it causes the tuning fork to to wiggle, and it, it duplicates that sound.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's
1: suppose that we're given two or three tuning forks, and those are the things that are the, the that are, um, uh, are that we are best at, or that, that give us the most pleasure, and they're set up. T- to only hear certain tunes now there can be music all around them and they, and they'll be inert but as soon as the right tune um, sound comes on they will they will vibrate and repeat that sound okay so our job is to make music out of the sounds that we get now it isn't it's like learning to play the piano it isn't going to be good to, good to begin with mm-hmm. but there isn't any combination of those notes that can't make good music if you, if you apply yourself to it. So you should never be, feel sad that, that you didn't get the card that you really want. You should concentrate on making the most of the cards that you got.
2: Mm. Okay. I love that analogy.
3: Thank you. Both,
2: both the cards and the tuning forth, I, I think that's terrific. Well, I believe we do have another caller with a question. Would you like to take another call? Fabulous. Fabulous. Okay, I'm bringing on area code 856. This would be New Jersey. Uh Uh-huh. Hi, I'm Charlotte. Do you have a question for David? Yeah, are you doing readings? No, ma'am, we're (laughs) we're talking to my guest, David Dunn. I guess I'm more popular than I thought, David. Uh, We're talking about setting goals and getting our life right through the tools he gives us in his book. Have you been listening Uh, to the conversation very long?
3: No, not
2: really. I, You know what? That's okay. I'll
3: let somebody else
2: take a shot. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I can... Yeah. Let's just move on. That happened. Okay. Um, yeah. People must must need some advice. I better get one of those psychic segments together oh. soon. Okay. Uh, I, I
1: almost had my turban on. I could have handled that.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are you intuitive?
1: No, no, no. I'm just kidding.
2: Okay. No, I'm... I,
1: uh, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit intuitive in terms of punning, but that's
2: about it. So that's what I want to get into. I'm a psychic medium, but I want to help people learn how to set real goals. So in uh-huh. your in your book, you um, go in-depth with regard to setting goals, be they short-term, intermediate, or long-term goals. So my question is for you, and if you go read, get the book and read this chapter, it is really in-depth, but just briefly, what are some of the most common mistakes we make when setting these types of goals
1: the absolute most common mistake people make is they don't set goals um i i had a friend who um started in the business with me at the same time i did i was in the real estate business and he uh, he made 200 million dollars and uh and i thought uh, and, and I'm giving my book to everybody that I know of all walks in li- of life. And I thought, well, I'll give it to him mainly just cause uh, he he knows that I wrote it. But as it turns out, he he read it and he said, not only did it give me a a, a, a brush up on everything that uh, about my life, I realized that I hadn't made a plan since I was 20. Uh, and and uh, and and now that I'm retired, I still don't have a plan, and I'm going to make a plan. So not most people some people have a total aversion to it they they would rather they think it was going to take something away from them if they fly by the seat of their pants but it's like uh, traveling through Europe if you if you uh, if you have an itinerary you're going to do a better job of seeing Europe than you would if you didn't so your your series of plans are your itinerary for life it's also like a reverse uh, dictionary diary What what do I want in my diary? And um, the the thing that you should realize is that in my view, the goals are not to prod you into performance. Goals are that your your visualization of what you want in your life. They are to create uh, things that will attract you to them. That'll give you pleasure. That'll give you opportunities to celebrate your progress. It it gives you yardsticks. It allows you to know how to pace yourself so that you don't get, uh, take on goals that are too big for you and you get weary and, and uh, not able to su- continue.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: goals are not, spe- I, I don't believe in putting time frames on any goals except okay. your closest goals. Now, when, see, the, even though we have our, our full lifetime goals, the ones, and uh, my favorite one, of course, is get to heaven, you know, so the, uh, and then as you bring down the goals for different periods of your life to today, what it boils down to is what you do next. So what you do next is ruled by what's on your to-do list. So when you get to the to-do list, you put dates on it. Otherwise, your goals are too uh, are for fun. And you can change them anytime you want. Uh, a lot of people think, well, if I don't get it right, then, uh, or I have to write it, and I'm not a good writer, so I'm not going to write it. You can write it on a matchbook. If it, uh, uh, have some fun with it, change it around. What it does is it causes you to think about them, and in the process of thinking about them, you will do a better job of getting through life. So um, uh, that's my advice.
2: Okay. Well, this um, my next question ties in nicely with what you just said, um, because in the book you also state, quote, our guesses and unexamined assumptions become the building blocks of our future and our reality. And I think that encapsulates everything you just said with regard to how to approach it. And is it fair to say that mile markers would be a good way to, you know, when we're setting our short, intermediate, and long-term goals, that we have these that visual of mile markers? Not so much as I need to be here at this time, but eventually I need to get to that mile marker.
1: What it does is it organizes you. It keeps you from wandering. If you, if you, if you're walking through the woods and you have a plan and a destination, you know, you know it's your path and how how to get there. Otherwise, you're you're lost in the woods half of your life. Okay. Uh, you're 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 going down dead ends and uh, so forth. But you're unexamined. Um, uh things are, has to do more with thinking than with with planning uh uh, uh you you if you don't examine your thoughts uh, uh thoroughly then you end up going ahead you're building your foundation uh, on on weak um uh, weak foundation so
2: yes absolutely okay would you like to take a break david i would Okay, let's uh, go to commercial, and when we come back, I want to ask you about emotions, and we'll get into that, okay?
0: Okay, okay. All
2: right, all right, don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
2: So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text.
3: Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So
2: many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew,
0: pew. This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Eye Council.
3: Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry,
2: I learned that no one likes me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat. I'm stupid. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and to joke. The only thing I didn't learn in school today is why no one ever helps.
0: Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
1: So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm
2: kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket. And it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello? That's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at (laughs) hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the (laughs) ShelterPetProject.org. Hi, everyone. And we're back with David Dunn talking about his book, Get Life Right. And I know that's something we all want to do. So, David, in Series C... You discuss, the title of his Learn, Love, and Get the Most Out of Your Attributes. If you would like to go to the website, ladies and gentlemen, getliferight.com, there are excerpts, and see what you can find for that series in the, in the series from A to H. Series C is about emotions. You talk about emotions that work. What emotions do work, and which ones don't? Um,
1: hmm. Well um uh it depends on the situation
0: the um
1: um uh, i i I, i've never thought of uh, approaching uh, emotions quite that way uh the one thing that i would say is the emotion that you use you choose and they're they're just like thoughts you choose which thoughts you're going to have you choose which emotions and you own those emotions you're responsible for them and all that they do positive or negative Mm-hmm. Boy, when you own those things, and you realize that, all of a sudden, you 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 use the same process as you use uh, to uh, for your thoughts to evaluate your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm engaged, and um, my girlfriend was doing something that annoyed me, and and it annoyed me suddenly. And so, rather than react, what I did is I uh, I just backed uh, off and then i came home and i wrote down uh my response to that and i kind of rewrote it and rewrote it and um and then i didn't deliver it i uh the next time i saw her i had in my mind clearly what i wanted to say and what i uh, and and how i valued it and when i went to deliver the lines i only gave her a flavor of them to begin with so i could test her reaction mm-hmm. and as it turned out we didn't have a disagreement on anything what we had was a misunderstanding and there was no harm no foul except that uh, it could have been if i had reacted forcefully uh, or if i got driven off in a huff or something like that uh uh then my reaction would have been more harmful than the subject matter so in most things that we that we get um excited about there's really a high level of misunderstanding we and we have to we, we tend to judge another person's um, um, uh, motivation instead of acting asking them oh well tell me what you meant by that 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 doesn't feel too good for me maybe you could explain to me what you were thinking maybe I misunderstood where you were going with that see uh-huh. those those ways of sidestepping those things uh, avoid confrontation so you, In our family, we all made up our mind that we weren't going to have any confrontations with any, any anyone, period. And we haven't. I mean, we're now ancient, you know. And, uh-huh. and we've always gotten along exceptionally well. And you can do that with everybody in your family and with almost everybody that you get along with. Even what I found in business is that the people that were the hardest to get along with Ended up being my best friend because everybody shunned them, and, and I, I I I would go toward them. I would go get acquainted with them. I would find out what the burr was under their saddle, and and there's, it's so surprising for them to have somebody that's interested in them, and then all of a sudden they make you into a friend. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, quickly. So yeah. you're you 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 are painting your life with your emotional brush. Uh, all the time, and uh, you can pick a different brush if you don't like the one that you're using.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way you express things. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's great. Pick a different brush. That's, uh,
1: yeah, that's 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 my joy. Uh, if you look at at the, at the preface of the book or the or the the dedication was to my wife who, yep. who let me have my way with these words. Uh, yes. So that's what I've been doing. A lot of the humor I had in here I had to take out because it's a little bit, uh, you know, I I needed the book to be a little bit more scholarly, but uh, uh, at any rate, it's a I I book.
2: That's funny. I do, too. I do, too. But as far as, you know, painting the canvas of our lives with emotional brushes, you also in um, this section, topic C-7, Acting As If, you state, discover your capabilities. By acting as if, you already have them. What about the process of acting as if? Um, What does it reveal?
1: Well, first of all, uh, this is so profound. I absolutely love this area. When you act as if you can do something, you're you're not creating that ability. You already have that ability. All you're doing is revealing that ability. Uh And the reason your contemporaries have gotten further than you is they were willing to act as if they could do things more often, more quickly, and made bigger steps. So if you want to speed up your progress in life, you've got to act as if. Now, when you're acting as if you're doing something, you're you're, you're working your way toward the edge of your level of capability that we talked about earlier. Uh You were saying... That may seem like a, a, a barrier to me, but I'm going to act as if I can do it. And uh, even if I can't do it, I'm going to learn something in the process. What's really terrible is when you 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 uh, set your light your sights too low, and then you accomplish them. Hmm. You, you, you you the the striving. If you could just, it's like exercise, and it's not for everybody. Uh, it's it, maybe it's a gift, but striving is, is uh, where it's at now in my case he, uh, at, at 75 all my friends are, are they're, they're physically unfit and they're vulnerable to dementia because they're not using their brain and they're not uh, they're not using their body so um, uh, get out there and get active
2: yes absolutely well we don't have a whole lot of time left but there are a couple things i wanted to touch on if, if that's okay okay sure and so As long as we're talking about emotions, I know that the past several years have been very difficult on a lot of people, and while it's not considered normal, I, I am aware that it's quite common to have thoughts of suicide, so I would like mm-hmm. your thoughts yeah. on that topic being very important, because even though we are coming out of the reception, people are still having a hard time finding gainful employment or the relationship that they would like to invite into their lives, people are struggling on emotional levels, what wisdom can you extend to those of us having those thoughts?
1: Okay, well, what happens with suicide is you get a, a few thoughts, uh, mostly stinking thinking, you know, uh, and you, you, you get them in a loop and you play it over and over and over and over again. Now, if you've ever been in a gymnasium where the sound system would scream, mm-hmm. what that is is the noise coming uh, going through the microphone and out the speakers and then into the microphone in a louder v- thing until the thing screams yeah. well as you head toward suicide that's basically what's going on you you have the same thoughts rolling around in your head and and uh, uh, you what you really have to realize is that you were suicide of course is a permanent solution to a temporary problem um, Uh, You have to love yourself. If if the same person was uh, 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 in a plane crash and he was in the jungle, he'd never been in the jungle before, and uh, he had to eat bugs and find his way uh, through the swamps and stuff like that, he wouldn't be thinking about suicide. He'd be thinking about survival. And so um, uh, what you need, uh, what the best thing is uh, to refresh yourself. You you need to get out of that loop. Yes. You need, to, you need a, a positive loop instead of a negative loop.
2: Mm. Well said, uh, very well said. The, the,
1: with... the things, uh, if a person is suicidal, the thing that you, uh, the, the, the best for you to do is to remind them of, of the loss that they would have, uh, that, that they would inflict on other people, and, and, and maybe have a, a pet or a dog or somebody that they love and how important that dog might be to them, um, uh, that sort of thing. So you, you, you give them positive things without being preachy.
2: Right. No, that's, that's excellent advice. And I just want to put the phone number out there in case this reaches someone who is struggling and having um, some dark thoughts. Um, we do understand why, but we don't want you to act on it. So if you need help, please call 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-784-2433. You can also call 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. That number, again, is 800-273-255. Don't hurt your loved ones or yourself um, in the way that you're thinking. It is not the solution. And if you tune into the show regularly, you will learn all of the repercussions of this act as it, as it pertains to your contract with God. Maybe I'll do a segment on that in the future. But, David, yes. another thing everybody struggles with, and that I think you have another brilliant answer for. At the beginning of every new year, most of us tend to make resolutions and then lose our driver, our willpower in keeping that resolution and really solidifying the change that we want to make in our life. In topic C-13, hyphen C-13, you discuss willpower yeah. tools. Just name three off the top of your head. What are the three of the most useful tools in changing our thoughts in important ways?
1: Hold on this again. Okay. Well, um, uh, in terms of the the, 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 keep yourself charged up with love, appreciation, curiosity, and self-confidence. Um, but, uh, once again, I, I want to revisit, uh, uh find it, visualizing good things for your life and, go, and having those visualizations pull you toward them rather than muscle your way, uh, past, uh, to do things that you haven't been able to get yourself to do. Um the, the more you make work out of what you're trying to push yourself to do, the more it should be telling you that you should be doing something else. Try to avoid it, or try to find ways of getting rewards in there for for uh, minor amounts of progress, and then have the progress get better and better as you go. Um, acting as if as um, a way yeah, goals that excite you, wishing you were different, is uh, put you in the pit. Uh, we, we've we have a whole series on on valuing yourself um, okay um oh yeah you divide divide a big project into small projects and then to, to, the, a lot of people do that but they fail to celebrate so what you should do is figure out celebrations for each each time you make a step up the ladder and uh, and invest and, and you can have this a, a lot of fun uh, thinking of the right kind of rewards. Right. Um, uh, ask for help. I, I have a tendency to do things myself and, and I wait until I get really, really bad at something before I hire somebody to tell me how to do it. And then they have to backtrack all that bad learning and change my muscle memory and do all that sort of stuff. So, um, ask for help early and, uh, ask everybody. And, um, um, but it also sometimes you need an expert, so uh, do that um, uh, it, The more grateful you are um, ab- about what you have, uh, the mm-hmm. more willpower you get because uh, being grateful makes you happy and it, it makes you feel good about yourself and therefore the the chores that are ahead of you the the tasks uh, don 't seem so daunting mm. um, uh, uh, we, we talk about in the book about having a fort, a place where you go and let your mind play. You try to get away, try to have it dark, have it away from noises and, and distractions and stuff mm-hmm. like that and go there for uh, a few minutes and just kind of uh, zone out and then uh, or meditate or whatever and then just right. let your brain play and it'll take you right to the things that you that you either need to do or you would like to do and it's also the source of your greatest creativity spend more time there and what uh, and the chores that are bugging you will stop bugging you, you mm. they'll it, just it'll just be normal progress beautiful i don't know how we're doing on time but
2: oh we're fine on time okay. i just okay <laughs> um we don't want to go on too long but no we're fine okay. i just there is some okay. this book is so great david that there's so much i want to cover but of course, we can't cover it all. I just would encourage yes. everybody, get this book. And because in the book, he helps, he gives us ways to find the most satisfying work. I know how I felt when I was in the workforce and how difficult it was to find something that was satisfying. And sometimes it was always off-kilter, like I found the work I loved to do, but the money wasn't there. Or when the money was there, the work became less and less satisfying. So he has a chapter on that. He has a chapter on crafting abundance there is a chapter on relationships and marriage and as an extension of that dating tips which make perfect sense to me um so that's something many of you might want to check out did you want to add to that david
1: yeah one of the things there's two things that i i i'd, I'd like to, you to know one is positioning Often your success in life is, is more than your ability. It's your ability to get the skills that you have where they, they will be recognized better. So, um, uh, okay, one of, one of my favorite ones is uh, Susan Boyle, who, is, who became the famous singer uh, at and and her old age uh, because she was on... Uh,
2: uh, Britain's Got Talent?
1: Yeah, yeah. okay. So, see, she had all this massive, massive, massive talent, and nobody knew it. She was singing in churches and bars. So all of a sudden, she got to the right place, and the exact same talent made her infinitely famous. So um, there's many, many other examples of that. So um, often, you just have to trudge along until you find the right place to be. I was lucky in finding small startup companies, and I got in on the ground floor where I was able to talk to the president every day. So, right. Um, uh, so right. when you're there, they, you have more opportunities, more assignments are given to you, more authority, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and everybody that gets hired in after you is, uh, uh, is, is second-generation employee. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so positioning is real important. And yeah. uh, um, the, Oh, abundance. See, I don't do anything for which I don't gain something that doesn't add to my wealth. I won't watch a sitcom because it's, it's, all it is is entertainment. Now, if you need entertainment, then that's good. But uh, 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 if, you, if you look at, the, at a sitcom as a metaphor for the things that are going on in your life, you're not, you're not dealing in things of sufficient value, and you're putting in time on things for which you get no residual value. So there's abundance in virtually everything you do, every relationship, um, putting out the trash, whatever it is. If you figure it out, you can find a way to uh, gain something, a portion of which you get to keep for the rest of your life. And then as you accumulate that in all forms, knowledge, whatever it is, you, you have more to give. And that's part of us giving a good return to God on our time and talents. Not only are we have to give them a return on the talents that we have, but we have to, ac- to continue to accumulate them.
2: Mm, that makes perfect sense. And,
1: and one of the great best ways of fighting off Alzheimer's is to continue to, to continue to learn. So learning is like exercising for your brain.
2: Okay. That's good to know. Um, so. And towards the end of the book, you offer um, these words of wisdom about potential, but I want to get to that in a second. I want to go to uh, the website, GetLifeRight.com, mm-hmm. and I want everybody to understand how interactive this is and the types of activities that you've included. You've also included topics that were not included in the book and provide even more information than what you have here on the topics of finance, families, seniors, and spirituality. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, Can you tell the listeners the different ways in which they can connect and enrich their experience of reading the book?
1: Well, um, yes. Read the first and the last chapters. Those are the most important. And the other ones, only read what you're interested in. Don't make work out of this. Now, one of the other things that you can do is to only read the indented pieces now there's a hundred of them there, each of them is uh, is uh, a a lesson in and of itself and um, uh, so have some fun with it now um what what uh, you know this will help you whether you just need a fine tuning or whether you need a complete makeover but uh, one of one of my jokes is uh, if you put it by the the toilet uh, when you go and read a, to- a topic, it's uh, seventy b m to a complete makeover so yeah uh, <laughs> So, there you go.
2: Okay. Oh, my uh, goodness. That's funny.
3: Uh, That's um, really put cool. You,
2: you uh, took me by surprise on that one. Okay. So so, so, so it doesn't have to be laborious to get through everything in the book. First and last chapter, you can skim. You can go right to the indented parts and make this easy. But get to those parts of your life that you really need to address first. Get get your order of priority straight. Um, and at the website... Go ahead, Think David. of it
1: as a as a, an encyclopedia, and um, uh, uh, oh dang, there was another thought.
2: books uh, like an encyclopedia. Oh yeah, and a,
1: and a companion. We call it a companion because you keep mm-hmm. it with you. I I've had c- couples that have read the book over and over and over again. Every time they have a problem with their kid, they drag out the book and and they they renew their skills because the skills do get away from you. So there yeah. you go.
2: Okay. Well, in the back of the book, there's different ways um, to reach out. At the website, getlifewright.com, you can post your thoughts and your feelings. That's always good to express. You can tell how the book has helped you or a friend. You can get good input from fellow readers. And you also have service organizations. Um, people can tell you what they do. They can sign up for deep discounts or free books. But what surprised me is you write, let us help you get the topic series booklet or book in print that will serve your audiences the best. So you help writers?
1: Oh, we do. Um, but what we're hoping for is a serv- service organizations who, who, who are big, like volunteers the people that uh, minister to uh, uh, post-matic tr- stress uh, soldiers and stuff like that. Big yes. ones. We, we want to get thousands of books out. Alcoholics Anonymous, all the dependencies industries, all those things, and they all have barriers to help. Uh, would you believe that Alcoholics Anonymous would not accept anything from anybody who wasn't an alcoholic? Now, the yes. object, the object, the okay. If you're concentrating on your problem, the you you have no no uh, vision to cause you to, uh, to to give you motivation to. So if you can can get healthy in the the rest of your life, all of a sudden your dependency uh, is not important to you. This isn't what makes you happy. Uh, So it seems to me that if you work on on getting all the rest of your life right, all those other things that plague you, even serious problems, will will go away.
2: I agree. I totally agree. Um, Well, there is something I wanted to read from the book, if that's okay with you, David. Um, With regard to using your full potential, you give such wisdom about ways to use more of your potential, ways to make all of our time precious, and you offer some common sense ideas on how to be more productive in our lives, adding levels of benefit, and enhancing our lives with purpose. So I'd like to read the paragraph on page 259, which reads as follows. You say, your purpose is one of the things that makes you the proudest. It is one of the first things people say about you when they describe you to others. A popular definition of a purpose is to give of yourself to a cause that is greater than you. About helping others, Muhammad Ali comments, service to God is the rent we pay for our room in the hereafter. I love that. I'm a huge Mm -hmm. fan of Muhammad Ali. And on, on page 259 you state, Living the way we think God would like us to live and striving to make the contribution we were sent here to make the best way we can thank God for our existence. Doing so helps us keep our life on track. It helps us make explanations that give us peace of mind, contentment, and appreciation. The happiness we share with others brings good, happy people into our lives. Beautiful.
1: That's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
2: Okay. Well, I have had so much fun talking with you. I think you're brilliant, and the book is fantastic. And if there are any other projects you're working on and you'd like to come back and talk about it, please don't hesitate to contact me, okay?
1: I love you, Charlotte. I love best. you,
2: too. Thank you so much. I also you're want welcome. to thank Ms. Keisha for her beautiful question. I know you didn't expect to be asking that question, but there are no accidents. So I know that and some other beautiful lifetime the three of us agreed to meet here wouldn't you say so david
3: absolutely
2: okay god bless keisha and david god bless you too and thank you for all the work you're doing to help elders and to help you many you're welcome i'll talk to you soon
0: you too bye bye
2: all right everybody that is our show for today thank you so much for tuning in and until next time god bless and be at peace so long for now